Chapter 8 of The Later Life by Louis Couperus. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. And who do you think's in town? Van Freesvijk asked van der Velke as they were walking together. I don't know. Brouse. Brouse? Max Brouse. Max? Never. What? Leiden Max? Yes, Leiden Max. I hadn't seen him for years. Nor I, of course. And what is he doing? Well, that's a difficult question to answer. Shall I say, being eccentric? Eccentric? In what way? Oh, in the things he does. First one thing and then another. He's giving lectures now. In fact, he's a bohemian. Have you spoken to him? Yes, he asked after you. I should like to see him. Does he belong to the Vitter? No, I don't think so. He's a mad fellow. Always was mad. An interesting chap, though. And a good sort. Has he money? I don't know. Where is he staying? In rooms. In the Bautenhof. We're close by. Let's go and see if he's in. Browse was not in, and van der Velke left a card for his old college chum with a pencilled word. A fortnight passed, and van der Velke began to feel annoyed. I've heard nothing from Brouse, he said to van Freesweig. I haven't seen him either. Perhaps he's offended about something. Nonsense. Brouse isn't that sort. Van der Velke was silent. Since the scene with the family, he was unduly sensitive, thinking that people were unfriendly, that they avoided him. Well, if he wants to ignore my card, let him, he said angrily. He can go to the devil for all I care. But a couple of days later, when van der Velke was smoking in his little room, Troucher brought in a card. Brouse, exclaimed van der Velke, and he rushed outside. Come upstairs, old chap, he shouted from the landing. In the hall stood a big, quiet man, looking up with a smile round his thick moustache. May I come up? Yes, yes, come up. Upon my word, Max, I am glad. Browse came upstairs. The two men gripped each other's hands. Velke, said Browse. Mad hands. Van der Velke laughed. Yes, those were my nicknames. My dear chap, what an age since we... He took him to his den, made him sit down, produced cigars. No, thanks. I don't smoke. I'm glad to see you. Why, Hans, you haven't changed a bit. You're a little stouter, and that's all. Just look at the fellow. You could pass for your own son. How old are you? You're thirty-eight, getting on for thirty-nine. Now, just look at me. I'm three years your senior, but I look old enough to be your father. Van der Velke laughed, pleased and flattered by the compliments paid to his youth. Their Leiden memories came up. They reminded each other of a score of incidents, speaking and laughing together in unfinished, breathless sentences which they understood at once. And what have you been doing all this time? Oh, a lot. Too much to tell you all at once. And you? I? Nothing, nothing. You know I'm married. Yes, I know said Browse. But what do you do? You're in a government office, I suppose. No, Lord no, old fellow. Nothing. I just do nothing. I cycle. They both laughed, 
Browse looked at his old college friend, almost paternally, with a quiet smile. The beggar hasn't changed an atom, he said. Yes, now that I look at you again, I see something here and there. But you've remained Velkia for all that. But not mad hands, sighed van der Velke. Freyswick has become a great swell, said Browse. And the others? Greater swells still. Not you? No, not I. Do you cycle? Sometimes. Have you a motor car? No. That's a pity. I should like to have a motor, but I can't afford one of those sewing machines. Browse roared with laughter. Why don't you start saving up for one? No, old chap, no. I say, do you know what's a funny thing? While you were living in Brussels, I too was living just outside Brussels. Impossible. Yes, I was. And we never met. I so seldom went into town. If I had known. But what a pity. Yes, and what's still funnier is that when you were on the Riviera, I was there too. Look here, old fellow, you're kidding me. I never knew till later that you were there also that year. But you were at Monte Carlo and I at Antibes. Just compare the dates. They compared dates. Browse was right. But that was horribly unlucky. It couldn't be helped. However, we've found each other now. Yes, we must see something of each other now, eh? Let's go cycling together, or buy a motor car between us. Browse roared with laughter again. Happy devil, he shouted. I? cried van der Velke, a little huffed. What's there happy about me? I sometimes feel very miserable, very miserable indeed. Browse understood that he was referring to his marriage. Here's my boy, said van der Velke, showing Addy's photograph. Good face. What's he going to be? He's going into the diplomatic service. I say, shall we take a stroll? No, I'd rather sit here and talk. You're just as placid as ever. Browse laughed. Outwardly, perhaps, he said. Inwardly, I'm anything but placid. Have you been abroad much? Yes. What do you do? Much, and perhaps nothing. I'm seeking. What? I can't explain it in a few words. Perhaps later, when we've seen more of each other. You're the same queer chap that you always were. What are you seeking? Something. There's our old oracle. Something. You were always fond of those short words. The universe lies in a word. Max, I can't follow you if you go on like that. I never could, you know. Tell me about yourself now, about Rome, about Brussels. Van der Velke, smoking, described his life more or less briefly through the blue clouds of his cigarette. Browse listened. Yes, he said. Women. He had a habit of not finishing his sentences, or of saying only a single word. And what have women done to you? asked van der Velke gaily. Browse laughed. Nothing much, he said jestingly. Not worth talking about. There have been many women in my life, and yet they were not there. Van der Velke reflected. Women, he said pensively. Sometimes, you know. Hans, are you in love? No, no, said van der Velke, starting. No, I've been fairly good. 
fairly good. Yes, only fairly. You're in love, said Browse decisively. You're mad, said van der Velke. I wasn't thinking of myself. And now, what are you doing in The Hague? Browse laughed. I'm going to give lectures, not only here, but all over Holland. Lectures? cried van der Velke in astonishment. What made you think of that? Do you do it to make money? Don't you find it a bore to stand jawing in front of a lot of people for an hour at a time? Not a bit, said Browse. I'm lecturing on peace. Peace? cried van der Velke, his blue orb shining in wide-eyed young amazement through the blue haze of his cigarette smoke. What peace? Peace. Simply. You're getting at me, cried van der Velke. Browse roared, and van der Velke too. They laughed for quite a minute or two. Hans, said Browse, how is it possible for anyone to change as little as you have done in all these years? You're just as incapable as in the old days of believing in anything serious. If you imagine that there's been nothing serious in my life, said van der Velke, vexed, and with great solemnity, he once more told his friend about Constance, about his marriage, his shattered career. Browse smiled. You laugh as if it all didn't matter, cried van der Velke angrily. What does anything matter? said Browse. And your old peace? Very little as yet, at any rate. Perhaps later. Luckily, there's the future. But van der Velke shrugged his shoulders and demolished peace in a few ready-made sentences. There would always be war. It was one of those utopian ideas. Browse only smiled. You must come and dine one day to meet Freisweig, said van der Velke. Browse smiled disappeared suddenly. No, my dear fellow, honestly. Why not? I'm not the man for dinners. It won't be a dinner, only Freisweig. My wife will be very pleased. Yes, but I shall be putting your wife out. Not a bit. I'll see if she's at home and introduce you to her. No, my dear fellow, no. Honestly, I'm no ladies' man. I'm nothing of a drawing-room person. I never know what to say. You surely haven't grown shy. Yes, almost. With ladies, I really don't know what to say. No, old chap, honestly. His voice was full of anxious dismay. I think it's mean of you to refuse to come and dine with us, quite quietly. Yes, and then it'll be a dinner of twenty people. I know. I shouldn't know where to get them from. We see nobody. Nobody. No, no. Well, yes, perhaps later. He raised his hand deprecatingly, almost impatiently. Come, he said, let's go for a walk. And, as though fearing lest van der Velke should still find a moment to introduce him to his wife, Browse hurried him down the stairs. Once outside, he breathed again, recovered his usual placidity. End of chapter 8